you may learn from them and they'll see things differently than you do, but it is important to protect your brand, protect your culture and what you're trying to build. You want to stand firm with our vision and our plans for our business, but be open-minded, listen, observe, and keep that focus strong of where you want your business to go. Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer Podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. I hope you are all doing amazing and so excited to be in fourth quarter with some incredible goals that I know that you will all be smashing. So today's episode, I had it in my heart, my mind to talk about the teacher and the student. And it's mostly because As I'm learning to be the best leader that I can, I understand that I need to show as much support and coaching. In addition, I'm learning and getting coached myself. And so there's times where we need to be the teacher and times when we need to be the student. And so I wanted to dive deep into this podcast and talk about the key metrics. And I know that talking about numbers isn't the most sexy conversation, but it is the most important topic of your business to really understand. And so I wanted to pull back the curtain of what I'm doing in my business as a salon owner, leading a team and growing a business. And I find it to be relevant to one, if you're a salon owner, Or two, if you are working behind the chair or a technician, we need to understand what key performance indicators that we should be tracking and how we use those numbers to tell a story of the health of our business. So when you see an area where the benchmarks are not where you want them to be, such as we're entering in the fourth quarter, are you set up for your year to hit your goals or has things shifted a little bit in September? I know for retail in general that in most common years, February, July, September, those are the months that dip a little bit lower with retail sales and clients coming into the salon. It is a little bit slower And so some of you may be feeling discouraged or frustrated or freaking out because there's a recession. And I just want 
to shed light on what these benchmarks are and how to be coaching ourselves or our team to them. So if we do the same thing that we did last month, we're going to either plateau or have a decrease decrease in our business. As a coach, that's not what I want to happen. Not for you, not for me, not for my team, and definitely not for my salon. So I want to make sure that we're all growing. And it's important that we analyze our benchmarks, analyze these key metrics in our business to tell us the story of our business, if it's growing or if it's dying. Now, I believe it's important that we shouldn't just bring awareness to our team. And I'm going to speak as a salon owner teaching you, if you are my teammate, that we, we can't just focus on what we're not doing well in. We need to have some type of context around the conversation. So you can't just say, oh, your retail's down. Oh, your guest count down is down. Yeah, well, what, is, what does that mean? What do, what do we do about it, right? We need to have a conversation. We need to ask questions. What have you been doing and how is that working for you? We need to get inside of our team's head. We have to find out what is your motivation? Why do you work? And, and if they're lacking confidence, in what area? How can we help them? We must coach them to create new skills or new habits so that they can test these strategies out and so they can have a different result, a different outcome. It's equally as important to take a look at the benchmarks where someone's doing really well, and we need to make time to celebrate that and cheer them on. Even for ourselves, a salon owner, you're behind the chair, maybe you're a solo artist, we need to make sure that we pat ourselves on the back or at least have somebody in our corner to high five when things go well. Because if we're only focusing on all the things that are not going well in our business, if we just feel frustrated, we don't feel motivated to do better, right? Because we're not seeing the results that we want. We just beat ourselves up. So we have to make sure that we do celebrate those wins. Even if it's a small win, it still counts. One of the top factors for employee burnout is lack of recognition for hard work or accomplishments, according to Gusto. And companies with highly engaged employees saw less saw 59% less turnover than other companies. So I think that statistic is extremely important to know that, hey, it is important that we recognize people's hard work. We can't only focus on these areas of not doing well because it could have a negative impact on this performance review. And for my salon, every single month I sit down with my team for a good hour and we do a performance review where we go over these benchmarks. But it's not enough to just say your retail's low, you're not doing good. We, we need to really make sure that we are letting them know the areas that they're doing the gr- great, where they are strong, and and where there's areas for improvement, that's where it's our job as a salon owner to coach them. You know, even a handwritten card, that can go such a long way to encourage your team to go the extra mile. It, it, it allows them to feel appreciated, supported. And along with what areas that we can improve, we need to know how can we help this person? And I think just asking as a salon owner is important. 
You know, as their leader, it is our job to continue to help motivate them, encourage them, and push them to their fullest potential. Otherwise, why would they be working for us when they could just be working maybe for somebody else who offers mentoring and coaching and support? Or on the flip side, they should just do business by themselves, right? This is why a lot of people end up leaving and doing their own thing or or leaving the salon, in my beliefs. My point is is that we need to utilize this one-on-one time we got to schedule it. We need to do these performance reviews and look at their strengths or weaknesses and, and add a mixture of both of coaching and celebrating. In addition to finding out their personal goals, professional goals, we need to meet with them so we can learn more about them. Creating a deeper relationship with our team and really understanding what makes them tick. Why do they work? Now, I'll tell you, uh, lately I've been sending out surveys constantly to my team to dig deep into really why they got into this industry and why did they choose my, my salon to go to and what are the things that they really are enjoying in their career and what are the things that just downright suck and going at a deeper level of understanding and having that empathy towards the area to the areas that they struggle with and offer support where you know as a salon owner and leader that you can help with so I just want to make sure that everyone knows that we can't just tell people you're not doing well in one area there needs to be more around it for most people if you say to them hey, your retail service is 10%. Retail service is 10%. Most of us listening to the podcast are thinking, is that good? Is it bad? What does it even mean? Right? And how how did we get here? And if we're supposed to do better, how do we get to wherever we're trying to go? But what we need to focus on is why are you working so hard in your life? Is there something that you are striving for that you desire for your professionally or personally, right? Like, are you trying to buy a house, a car? You want to take a vacation? Maybe you're just wanting a day off. Maybe you have a second job and you're tired of doing two jobs and working six days a week and you just want some security and stability with just one career and one job. Understand your team and and where they come from is going to help you as a leader to coach them. We want to coach them to achieve those things that they truly desire. While there's great importance of scheduling these one-on-ones and learning more about the team, we just need to make sure, though, that we are still setting boundaries for ourselves as a leader. Because in reality, yes, we are their coach, their mentor, their salon business leader, and The majority of us, we're not certified as life coaches. We're not therapists. So we need to be entering in these conversations with caution. And we are in a private setting in these one-on-ones. We need to make sure that we're compliant, that we're making sure that we are giving them sound advice within our scope of professionalism, right? It's important that we can offer guidance to the person, but just know your role as a leader, 
is not to guide them in relationship issues, family issues. You can listen and empathize, but but the rest is is out of our our scope and our experience and our education. And they can talk amongst their coworkers if and if they need somebody, yeah, we can listen to them, we can encourage them and and remind them of you are worthy of greatness. You deserve the best. But make sure to put boundaries around these discussions. And without solid boundaries, having one-on-ones, I will say as a salon owner, can be very draining. Now, I personally, I look forward to them. I love one-on-ones with my staff. I love training. It's my nature. It's it, what fires me up. It, it fuels me, you know. But you're working with a lot of different personalities. And being a leader right now is very difficult. There's a lot of pressure of keeping your team happy, staff retention, client retention, making profits in your business as we are in a recession and still recovering from COVID. Then we got competition, economic inflation, the quiet quitting, if you guys heard of that. it's There's a lot mentally that is happening in the world right now. So I promised myself when I started my salon that I would not operate my, my business from a place of fear, but a place of focus and vision. The main goal is paying it forward, right? A lot of salon owners became salon owners because somebody has helped them and their life and now they're wanting to pass that on. I know for myself, I'm so fortunate and grateful for all the people in my life that have reached out and guided me and mentored me, and, and they still do. And I'm forever grateful for that. And because of that, it has inspired me to want to do this podcast and to reach out to as many people as possible. And as much as I want to be that, quote unquote, everything for that person, I know that I can't and I can guide someone and I can coach someone. I can mentor someone and I can help as much as I can for them to be the best that they can be. But it's more important that people are showing that they're going to be put forward the effort and that they want it. You know, sometimes I may want something more for someone than they would want for themselves. And that is where a leader or a friend, maybe maybe you give advice to your friends, right? Do you guys ever, can you relate to that as, you know, you're, you're wanting somebody to have the best life for themselves or relationship and they just keep on making bad decisions and it's it drives you nuts, doesn't it? You know, as a leader, you can come to a dead end or get yourself into trouble where you're putting forward all the effort to trying to make something happen and we're not getting the results because the other person doesn't want it as bad as you do. And it's out of your control. And let me say this. It, it's okay if some people in, on your team, or even maybe yourself, that maybe you're satisfied with the income that you're at. And that growing, per se, or like you need a higher income, or you want a lot more in your life, maybe you don't. Maybe you are content and satisfied and maybe you're not interested in going to the next step being a specialist or becoming an educator maybe those things are just not desirable to them or or to you 
But if you're happy and you are leading your life or maybe the team is showing core values that you really have instilled in them and they've immersed themselves into the culture that you have created, they understand it and they believe in it. You know, sometimes it's okay that we step back and, and we say, you know what, that's okay, That good for them and we're happy for them. You know, I believe that it's important in your business that you do have multiple layers of staff desires. If everyone is desiring the the most expensive house and the most expensive car and, and bigger and better, you know, that might also drive you bananas because you might always feel like it's never going to be good enough for them. So just because there's somebody's on, on your team that is content with where they are, it doesn't mean that their business isn't dying. Obviously, we're going to be checking these metrics to make sure that we're not seeing a decrease in number. But to have massive, massive growth, not everybody wants it. And that's okay. You can always encourage, maybe inspire, but you can't, you can't do all the work. And you shouldn't do all the work for them. Because the, the parable goes, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for the day. But if you teach a man to fish, he'll eat for life. How much are you putting into your leadership role? How much are you putting into your professional development? And sometimes we're the teacher, sometimes we're the student. In the beginning of starting out your business, starting out as a salon owner, we need to make sure that we're spending quality time to onboard our new teammates and to show them how do you want things done? These people, the, the new staff coming in are very insecure about their skill. You know, if these students just graduated from beauty school, they went to school during COVID and half of their schooling was done virtually. I mean, can you imagine how much can you really gain from virtual learning when it comes to being a hairstylist or lash tech? You need to get your hands dirty in that. And these people passed, got their license without even having that time. So it's a different, um, it's a, a different new cosmetologist that's coming out of the school, a different esthetician that's coming out of the school. And you may learn from them and they'll see things differently than you do. But it is important to protect your brand, protect your culture and what you're trying to build. We want to stand firm with our vision and our plans for our business, but be open-minded, listen, observe, and keep that focus strong of where you want your business to go. So would you rather do everything that you can for your staff to make sure that they are happy only to realize that you're very unhappy and you're still uncertain if your staff is happy? And I say that because we could do all the things and change everything possible because that's, you know, if, if they're complaining or they make suggestions, they have ideas, and still if we implement it, it still might not necessarily make a difference. So when you're making your decisions, base them on your core values, your vision and your mission. In addition to, is this what you you want for your business? Of course, we want our staff to be happy, but we it's not a guarantee that they're going to be happy if even if you bend over backwards for them 
write out a list of the things that you want to make a priority in your business as a salon owner. And it literally takes a team of people to make it functional, balanced, and a well-oiled machine. Realizing what your strengths are as a salon owner, it's going to be key for you to know the areas that are still necessary in your business that we need to delegate those roles out. There are so many hats as an owner that you're going to wear in the beginning, but it does not need to be that way forever. So when you're starting off, yeah, you're probably on a budget, you're working with little money, and you're probably the one who's doing all the services. And But eventually, you're going to be the one who is training the people to do what you do. And then there's going to be a day that you're going to train others to train the new people. And every level is going to have a new responsibility, a new challenge that's going to arise. Be prepared. It's it's not going to be an easy journey. We always say in business, it's important to know your numbers, these key metrics. But there are a lot of different metrics to be examined and that tell you whether or not your business is healthy, sustainable, or slowly dying. And I don't say these things and teach these things because I'm an expert. And often what I speak about on this podcast are things that I'm currently going through, or I should say growing through. (laughs) We can use these metrics, though, as a tool and a coaching tool to help our team to catapult them to their greater potential, whether that's in our own business or maybe someday their own business. Shouldn't the goal be that we equip our team so that if they were to operate their own business or maybe your second location, your third location, that they would have a wealth of knowledge because of your guidance and your leadership. But you want to make it ridiculously stupid for them to ever want to leave you. The truth is, is that our industry is constantly evolving. Trends arise, buzzwords of new business models are created when people think that the grass is greener on the other side, but in all areas of this industry, they all can be difficult. They all could be enjoyable too. They all could make money and they could all lead to success or in some cases, failure. We must be interested in business and become interested in the health of our business Whether you're behind the chair, you're a manager, or a salon owner, we need to stay focused and present on what that vision and goal is. Track the key metrics and revisit them often. Always remember that numbers, they don't lie. They're facts and not feelings. And they can help you make better decisions in your business and what areas to focus on. And it's funny, like in meetings, I'll ask like, so how did you feel about last month? And they'll say, oh, I felt really good or last month really sucked. (laughs) And then after we talk about how they felt and then we'll actually look at the data that tells us the story of where do we need to improve and what actually did we do good? And it's funny how sometimes when I hear, oh, last month sucked. And then we look at the numbers and I say, well, actually you might've been slower but you maximize that guest experience and was able to increase your average ticket by $20. So 
Just because some months may be slower than others doesn't necessarily mean that it's a complete flop and failure. That's really the opportunity for us to say, what can we do to grow ourselves or build a stronger relationships with our our clients, offer new services to them, really go the extra mile to create a new guest experience. Now, some of the key metrics that I've been working on with my team focusing on is their guest average service dollar because we either need a higher average ticket or we need more clients. And I always coach to my team that we would rather have a higher average ticket than way more clients because it is more, in my mind, it is harder. It's it's more difficult to grow your business and establish relationships with people. And to generate an increase by asking every client if they'd like a deep conditioning treatment and really making the time to offer all the things that are on your menu. So one of the things in October that we are doing is we're running some fun promotions and celebrating Guest Appreciation Month. And so this month for October, we have, and you guys steal this if you want to try it, but we have $10 trick or treatments that if implemented this promotion well, it's going to create a desire and an easy add-on for their future visits. So I'm going to report back to you how all of the new promotions that we implemented in October, if it was a success or if it was a flop. But you know, that's the fun thing in business. You have to test and track things out to see what works for your team and for your business and for your clients. What, what are they wanting? You know, when, for whatever reason, we get scared to implement new strategies. And one of the biggest lack of confidence and fear is asking clients to spend money with us or rebook or bring us business by telling their friends about us. We're scared. We're, we're scared of rejection we're scared of failure. At the same time, and this, this, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, this is just nuts here. I, I don't even know why we behave one way. We're like speaking out of both sides of our mouth here. You know, beauty professionals, we feel like we need to prove to the world, to our friends, our family, spouses, whoever, that we can be financially successful and independent and that the beauty industry was the right career choice and that this career choice isn't just cute or fun, but it's created an opportunity for us to create a lifestyle that supports ourselves. And maybe we got in the industry for different reasons, but I imagine that the majority of us listening to this podcast, that a part of this industry, they there are probably a lot of naysayers in your life that think that maybe you wouldn't make it as a beauty professional and that you would need at least somebody else in your life to support you. You know, the reality is, is that success is ultimately up to you, up to us. Your choices, determination, and effort. Understand that you need to measure and track your key metrics It's your personal responsibility and it's a way to measure your way to financial success. So why do we get scared? Why don't, why can't we just offer and ask? If we're wanting to prove to ourselves or to friends and family, whoever, just do it. What will you do differently 
this fourth quarter to step it up, to button up, to make a change in your business and end this year strong. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode and have been able to receive a message that will help you grow and build your business. My goal is to help you transform your business and create a career that supports your life. If you like this episode, I would love for you to leave a review, share it on Instagram and with your beauty besties. I'm honored to be a part of your beauty business and I hope that this has been your dose of a game changer. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. If you are loving these episodes, I would appreciate a review on your experience of how this podcast is helping you grow your business so that others just like yourself can learn, grow, and be a part of the podcast. I'd love to get connected with my listeners, so make sure to join me in the free Facebook group where you'll find a community of like-minded beauty professionals that want to grow their business and careers. I'll share with you my top tips, Q&As, and when new podcasts are released. Thank you again for your love and support. It's an honor to be a part of your business building journey.